So eight-year-old Anish was an extremely bright child. He has a solid understanding of concepts. He almost learns everything quickly. He's able to answer all the questions in his classroom. But there was one major challenge that he was facing. He couldn't put his thoughts down on paper. His parents, his teachers, they tried everything. Finally, they found a handwriting expert and he found that Anish suffered from a learning disability called dysgraphia, a deficiency in the ability to write, primarily handwriting. Dysgraphia is a specific learning disability as well as a transcription disability, meaning that it is a writing disorder associated with impaired handwriting, orthographic coding and finger sequencing, essentially movement of muscles which are required for writing. In less than 21 days of coming in contact with this expert, Anish was able to write sentences. He was able to work on his handwriting and improve spellings. This expert was none other than Imran, Imran Beg. He's here with us today. I'm sure lots of parents often wonder how they can help their child improve their handwriting, or they may be missing that there is some issue that the child needs to resolve. So Imran will help us understand if there are such issues, how to identify them, and everything handwriting. Uh, welcome, Imran. We're so happy that you're here on Meet the Mom. Pleasure is mine. Thank you for having me here. Uh, so in this new age of laptops and online learning, how significant is handwriting? Is it important to improve on one's handwriting or is it just becoming a redundant skill? Well, I, I definitely get this uh, question asked a lot of times and uh, especially when I introduce myself as a handwriting expert or a penmanship influencer, I know people think I'm against the technology. No, I'm not. I use the best of technology. I have the latest laptop. I use the tabs and every possible technology you know, has to offer to us to make our life easy. And yes, uh, the technology has a huge influence on our education system currently, thanks to this pandemic. We saw a huge transition in terms of our learning and our approach towards education. But uh, handwriting can do what handwriting can do. You know what? Uh, you know, our education system is so that, you know, starting from an entrance exam to your nursery, to primary, to high school, to even to a professional course which you want to enroll into, you have to write. And uh, let me also mention yeah. the highest level of competitive exam. The civil exam requires you to write close to three to four hours of writing. And if you're going to be saying that, okay, Imran, handwriting is not relevant right now because everything is, you know, online and things like that, you know, it's just a short time phenomenon. And your child definitely has to go back to the school and they have to write. And if you're not going to be, you know, supporting them in filling up this gap, there'll be a huge learning gap when your child goes to the school because even if your child knows the answer, your child will not be able to write it because he has lost the habit of sitting in one place. He has lost the habit of bringing in the coordination between the hand and the pen and the body. So you can actually experience all that. So I say that handwriting is really, really relevant. Yes. You're absolutely right. I think a lot of parents are anyway really worried that their children are not writing enough or they're not practicing enough. I don't think the concern is so real about writing, but there is definitely a lot of, con they're really concerned that there is a, going to be a huge gap when schools open up, um, even if it's just about sitting in one place or the discipline of uh, getting up and going to school. So I, I'm just guessing while speaking with you, I'm just realizing that yes, and writing will also be something that they'll probably have to cope with when they go back because they'll again have to write. Right now, everything is happening online. All the assignments are also going on the laptop. So yeah, so maybe this is a this is a good time to 
realized that we should probably start making them practice writing like we used to when we were kids and every summer holiday we'd be given we'd be asked to write like a paragraph just copy it from the newspaper english and hindi to practice so maybe that's a practice that can help um speaking of which um i'm sure you also get this uh, a lot that what is the primary reason for bad handwriting is there a reason at all and um, um how is the pandemic like you just said uh, affecting this even more like are children writing worse now is it uh, are they out of practice when it comes to writing uh surely yes uh, let me start my answer with a statement that there is nothing like good or bad handwriting okay so the term good or bad does not exist in handwriting what is important and as aspect of handwriting is whether you have a legible handwriting or a illegible handwriting so if you have a bad handwriting there are no beauty parlors to beautify your handwriting but if you have a illegible handwriting yes there are techniques there are scientific you know approach towards making your handwriting legible because the ultimate aim of you writing is to communicate right when you're writing in your exam paper the teacher has to get your communication right the teacher is able to read your answer and that's why you score you know better in your academic so yes uh, legible handwriting is a very important aspect and uh, teachers and parents should get present to you know what are the factors which makes the handwriting legible because that's something which we need to be really working on rather than focusing on beautifying the handwriting or buying gadgets or you know stationery to you know thinking that okay it is going to help you in your writing speaking of which uh, does stationery or the instrument being used to write does it impact handwriting or can it improve it yes definitely uh, if you have a right uh, choice of instrument it will definitely make your handwriting stress free okay it's a uh, uh, you know there is a method which i have developed where i support individuals in choosing a right writing instrument for example if i'm going to be using a particular pen i don't buy this pen because it looks good and i buy this pen because it also fits well in my hand so you need to have a proper understanding and i'm going to be supporting you know individuals and that's what i have been doing and that's why i call myself as a penmanship influencer because i want to educate people who are not aware of this so there are pencils available in the market there are pens available in the market uh, starting from 2 rupees to 2000 rupees but what is important is don't buy pencils or stationery just because you know you need it or you think that it's going to help you also you need to spend some time in thinking what good is going to do to you is it really comfortable with your grip because all pens and pencils are designed to be writing well you know it has to have a good flow of writing and the ink flow should be nice but what is important is even after investing so much on stationery your child has an impact on the finger your child actually break knuckles and doing all the possible things you know why hand is paining he is not able to write for a longer duration so this is where the understanding is required so yes stationery plays a very important role and uh, especially after you understand what is right for you got it so uh, so essentially every uh, person may require a different instrument uh, it's not that one fits all yeah. you have to you probably have to understand and identify uh, what instrument works best for you based on your the shape of your hand and what are the other factors and um, how uh, do you need to personally meet the client to be able to give them advice on no uh, i have been uh, you know uh, doing this uh, post the pandemic i have been actually working online and i'm interacting with a lot of kids you know in in fact i have interacted with 
close to a thousand kids and supporting them in choosing the right instrument and it is possible doing it online because what is important is uh, most of the parents think okay having a triangular shape of a pencil is a better gripper but let me tell you a small yeah. point is that so if you're going to be using a triangular pencil and it's going to be good for you in the in the, in the initial stages but what i wanted to tell you is that slowly and steadily your child will transit from pencil to pen and when the child is actually you know transiting there are no pens designed in a triangular shape all pens come in a round shape can you see that there will be a huge impact for the child to shift over from one yeah. writing instrument to the other one yeah. so more than you know yeah. helping you choosing a right instrument i actually tell you I, I, i actually introduce you things which you should not be doing about your pen you know more than buying the right pen i tell you the pens which you are not supposed to buy at all correct correct so yeah there are so many factors that actually go into a writing and um, does it also help you write fast um, what about speed how can one improve on speed uh, maintaining um, handwriting you know otherwise sometimes when you need to write fast you tend to write shabbily or it becomes untidy yeah. and i'm not going to call it that but <laughs> yeah um, but uh, what can you do true uh, yeah when it comes uh, to speed is very important uh, because in the examination hall there are only two things which are helping you right your parents and your kids there the only two things which will help you is how much you remember of what you have read and understood and number two is how much you can write of what you have remembered in a stipulated time yes yeah. speed is very important yeah. because uh averagely if your child is in a primary school your child will be writing a science examination for about you know two hours and uh, the amount of words uh, the number of words the child will be writing is close to 2000 to 2500 uh, you know 500 words and your child has to be trained into keeping up with the time and also able to recall and then write so yes uh, very uh, rightly said if you write slow anybody can write better right the challenge right. is when you write faster and uh, you know what children do have a fast style of writing but what happens is when you write fast the legibility goes for a toss correct so i have yeah. methodologies I, i train individuals into basically keeping up with the speed and the legibility and the another important aspect which nobody is going to talk about is comprehension okay so the speed legibility and the comprehension dear parents it's not only about filling the notes it's not only about preparing your project your assignments you need to also have an ability to comprehend what you're writing otherwise you know i see a lot of kids put in a lot of efforts to complete the notes and when the exams dates are announced they're actually again going through the notes but wherein the actual intention of preparing the notes was to actually remember what you're writing so can you see that the children are actually Absolutely. doing too much of hard work yeah i think yeah the the language completely loses its essence if it doesn't make sense so that is definitely the whole point of writing to be able to comprehend and understand what you've written Gee. really it has happened to many of us that we've gone back to notes and not understood what what we wrote Gee. so that is uh, that is actually really insightful and i think a lot of parents can um, get a lot of help when it comes to this because either you're writing fast or you're writing well or you're not understanding what you're writing so when all three come together is actually what everybody is striving for yes. so definitely that will be um, a huge uh, factor when it comes to this and uh, also um, just to add up to that question uh, you know if i may that most of the parents don't even understand what is the actual speed of your child's handwriting they come to me saying imran my child writes very slowly how slowly they don't know 
right? And they say, you know, Imran, yeah. my child writes very fast, but how fast? No, you have never measured it. You have not, you don't understand the process of doing it. And that's what I do. When I meet children, I help children to evaluate their own handwriting rather than me telling anything or the parents. I put a teacher, you know, the, uh, the parents and the child together and I help them evaluate the handwriting, figure out the speed of writing. And based on that, then I tell them, based on the age group you are in, you should have an ideal writing speed. For example, if you're in from primary, you know, uh, from class one to class four, you should be able to clock at least 10 to 12 words in a minute's time. So if you're from fifth standard to seventh standard, you should be able to at least clock about, you know, 17 to, you know, 18 words in a minute's time. So this is what is really required. And most of the parents don't really comprehend this. Correct. Uh, absolutely. So there are these like uh, benchmarks uh, and there are these uh, number of words that you should be writing at a certain age uh, within a minute. And that is the speed that you you should be able to write in. And if you're not able to, then through training and through your help, that is something that these children can achieve. Yeah. And is there a is there a module of how much time is the training? Um, is there or is it like really specific to every child's requirement? Yeah, uh, I, I definitely work on you know uh, broader aspects of it. Yes, there are certain techniques which uh, children can pick up being in my you know group teaching sessions, and if the mm -hmm. child requires my personal attention, I'm also willing to work with children one to one on one. But the idea here is that you know what, uh, Mr. Neha, that children are very very intelligent, and uh, the one beautiful aspect about uh, children is that you give them the logic behind everything you want to uh, communicate to them, and once they get the logic. And once they find the technique, you know, in alignment of what they have understood, becomes easy. So I have seen children, sure. you know, able to transform their handwriting in less than three sessions. You know why? Because they un understood the concept. They understood the technique behind that. And once they get the logic behind yeah. it, and they're, you know, so easily able to follow it. And yes, uh, some children require more practice and we are willing to support them. Because the idea is, yeah, there is a muscle memory. We need to undo that because your child, no matter how much you yeah. make him write, he has a comfort zone of going right. back to the old handwriting. So that's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just breaking that pattern and uh, teaching them how. I think these are just probably little techniques and uh, um, concepts that nobody really use, uses in uh, traditional uh, education. These should probably be a part of the curriculum and this should be something that should be spoken about more. But somehow it, it, it is expected of children to just know how to write and nobody really teaches them how, you know. True. Uh, speaking of which, again, right now so many children are studying from home and parents have taken on a new role of being teachers. And uh, many of them are teaching their children how to write for the first time. What would your uh, advice be to them? And... How do you think, uh, uh, how how can your words or how can your advice help them? What can they do? Uh, thank you so much for bringing that uh, topic on. Yes, uh, the parents are definitely playing uh, multiple roles. And especially if you have a growing up child and uh, he has never experienced a school or a teacher, you know, in a physical format. And you become the first teacher Correct. for your child. My only word of advice to all the parents who are, you know, just beginning to make your child right is that, don't bring in too many, you know, uh, instructions when your child is actually writing. Like, you know, you have to sit like this only or you have to grip it like that only or, you know, you have to write in this format. No, don't bring it because the problem is the moment you bring in too many restrictions, your child starts resisting to write. You know, the best thing is uh, allow your child to, you know, fall in love with writing. And how do you do that? Freehand writing. 
okay get the different types of you know crayons and colors and you know in the if possible the best way your child can actually pick up handwriting is the traditional way a slate and a chalk goes a long way okay and allow your child to have fun with strokes and lines and you know and or different shapes and then you introduce the letters you know rather than jump, you know jumping directly to the letter a or thing and that's what i do with kids you know when i meet children i basically teach them one letter and if they can master one letter they can actually master the six different letters because if you learn to write c and this c can actually help you to write next five letters it can help you to write a g d q and o and if the child is able to get that c right and you will see that the fun is the child is able to duplicate the same in rest of the writing correct so the idea when you're teaching your child to write or when there is a younger child who is just starting to write is not to rush it it's not about how many alphabets you can write um, at a go it's about how well you're able to write just one and then move on to the next also you said that um, it's better to bring in colors or slate um they used to say traditionally that when you in, when you're teaching a child how to write you should not really introduce the pencil too soon you should start with colors or just start with coloring till they develop that motor skill or that strength in their fingers is that true can you uh, um, well yeah there are many uh, thought of schools and uh, yes i definitely agree to one important aspect is that fine motor skills so if your child is able to develop the fine motor skills no matter it is a pencil or a pen or thing but yeah uh, i see this i have most of the parents who have children writing in pencil initially and they already start uh, with writing with a pen you know why imran because they will be writing anyways in the next year so i want to train them right now first master with one writing instrument and once you have a mastery over it then you bring in other writing instruments yes uh, a chalk a crayon and you know it goes along where rather than actually getting started with a pencil because the child still does not comprehend the amount of pressure required and that's why you see some of the children are applying too much of pressure and some of the parents are actually buying pencils which are darker in shades because your child is not applying too much of pressure to write right right so yes every child is definitely writing differently and uh, they probably don't unlearn from the previous instrument that this is not the amount of pressure i require while using a pencil maybe as opposed to a color so that is it that becomes the reason yeah, that's why i'm telling you the education is very important ms neha the the idea is you know most of the parents uh, buy pen pencil which is a mechanical instrument which is a, you know substitute for Correct. a pencil yeah. but uh, i i want to tell yeah. all the parents out there pen pencils are designed for professionals like me and you that we don't have enough uh, you know space or domain to sharpen our pencil on the go and that's why the pen pencil is handy right. but that's not for kids yeah Okay, so that's a big no for all the kids out there. You should have a traditional pencil, especially a hexagonal shape or a round shape, rather than being a triangular shape. And uh, how you grip it, and how what should be the length of your pencil, how many times you need to sharpen up the pencil, all this is an education which I definitely want to share with everybody out there. Oh, wonderful! So the length of the pencil also impacts. Definitely, yes. Wow, that is really, uh, and also the number of times you sharpen it at what. uh sharpness should you be using your pencil uh it is quite technical yeah i, I talked about say. erasers you know and some of the uh, you know one of the things which i uh, really like to bring to parents notice is that parents stop using erasers you know i i, I propagate this right. you know why because erasers don't help me remembering my mistakes 
And that's why you see that you end up complaining the same to each other. How many times I should say this? Why are you repeating the same mistake? You know why? The child does not remember the mistake. Why? You have erased it. And some of the parents I've seen, they sit with the child when the child is writing with the eraser in the hand and waiting for an opportunity to clean that up. You know, allow your child to do mistakes and allow your child to accept it's okay to do mistakes. That's so true. I think that's true for many aspects in life that it's all right to make mistakes and just move on from there and just hopefully try to remember them before making them again. So, all right, great. So um, that is really, that's really insightful. And I'm sure uh, uh, many parents will find this really helpful when you say that don't use the eraser that much. And the length of the pencil also matters when you're writing. Um, so does how, how much you sharpen your pencil. Yeah. So these are uh, these are things that actually are never spoken about and how they can also help your, your child perform better. Because um, unfortunately, performance does come down to what you do on that piece of paper in those two hours or three hours you're given every semester. So it is crucial uh, what instrument and how you write or how you take that exam. Very true because, uh, you so know, they, yeah, Ms. Neha, just to add on to what you're saying, because I always say, tell the story of two marks to all the kids who come in contact with me. I tell them that, you know, the difference between a regular child and a first class student could be two marks. You know, 58 is not first class, right? 60 is first class. So the two marks. Right. And right. from the uh, you know, first class yeah. to a high first, you know, distinction, two marks makes a difference. So dear parents and dear kids there, if you can work on your writing, and you, even if you can actually develop the two extra marks because you presented really well, I think that is going to do a huge yeah. impact on your performance. That's true. That's true. Uh, there used to be those grace marks for uh, having uh, written well or, uh, yeah, that can definitely. And also the person who's reading your paper just might like it more and it, it just is easier to browse through it. So, yes, that is definitely a, uh, can be a plus point when it comes to writing. Uh, Imran, I have another very um, interesting question for you. That how does um, handwriting training um, help children with disabilities, learning disabilities? Because um, definitely dyscraphia is one. But does it also help you with um, other uh, dis- learning disabilities like dyslexia? Um, and <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, questions. with my experience of uh, interacting with so many different children from uh, over you know, 17, 18 years of me being in this field, uh, yes, I have come across a lot of children who have uh, other learning disabilities. So uh, the point is very simple, Ms. Nia, that handwriting is actually coming from your brain. Okay. And to be very specific, it's mm-hmm. your subconscious mm-hmm. habit. And that's why, dear parents, and those of you listening, you know, I want to uh, tell you that you know, most of the handwriting you know, improvement programs are working on the hand and on the instrument. But what is important is the blueprint is here. So when the child is actually writing, you know, there are neuro pathways which the handwriting is actually coming onto the paper using hand as a medium. That's why, you know, you, you'll see that there are other people uh, in the world who don't have hands, but they still write by using other parts of the body. Like they use the mouth, they have used the toes. And in fact, I have worked with a child who lost both the hands because of electric, you know, uh, electrocution and uh, he had to be amputated. And I had to train him to use his feet and he actually ended up writing his SSLC examination and, you know, scored uh, beyond first class. You know why? Because the blueprint is here. And all that you have to do is train your muscles to get in alignment with that. 
and how it influences mm. other learning disabilities is because if you're working on your subconscious mind if you're empowering your mind and you can actually see that reflection happening in your behavior in your you know approach towards writing that's why i follow something called as graphotherapy grapho means letters lines and uh, you know therapy is a systematic approach towards writing it and that's why i have seen a lot of behavioral changes happening with children and the approach towards studies and more importantly you know they're able to sit in one place for a longer duration and then write because if they sit in one place rest of things falls into place right so yes i have seen sure. children with uh, dyslexia you know adhd and uh, and all the other you know challenges in fact i also work with adults who have challenge in terms of uh, something called as writer's cramp like uh, they are not able to move their hand and the the coordination between the hand and the mind has faded away so yes it's possible and it's doable yes oh wonderful so um, it is something that is recommended to parents uh, with these uh, learning uh, children who have learning disabilities as well um i have another very interesting question i'm sure a lot of parents struggle with this uh they often find that the child is more inclined to using their left hand and do you think that that poses a disadvantage should you try and move your child if they are using their left hand more or they are more inclined towards using their left hand should you push them towards using their right hand because a lot of parents tend to do that or is it just all right being a left handed person is also Uh, you can write faster, and uh, there is no problem. Yes, yes, I I get that a lot, and I have seen a lot of uh, students actually suffering with this phenomena, where the parent actually pushes the child to shift the hand from the you know which is the power hand then, to uh, the uh, you yeah. know the other hand. So left-handers are actually technically called as you know sinistrality, where they actually write with left hand, and. Um, parents good news your child is writing with the left hand that means you know the other part of the right brain is more active with the left handed kids and when you write with the right hand the left brain gets activated and you know there are people or uh, there are kids who can write with both the hands and that's why they are called as ambidextrous and some of the famous personalities some of the most successful people are ambidextrous so uh, the hand uh, is not really an important as i just shared a few minutes back that the source is here so no matter what medium or what yeah. path yeah the, the challenge is yes uh, people with left hand find a lot of difficulties not in terms of learning not in terms of writing the only thing is that the uh, the acceptance level is really really low and and so, once you do that so, you know it's nothing wrong there, there's definitely not nothing wrong with writing with the left hand but yeah if your child has already picked it up and it is crossed more than 3 4 years of age please do not change it because you're not doing any good but adding more uh, you know bad things to it because your child will definitely have a bad handwriting because he has to shift from the power hand to the other hand now all right so if children just automatically pick up their left hand and they uh, they start writing with it uh, that definitely means that this is naturally the power yes. hand and you should just not try and push them against it yes. if they're more comfortable yeah and just fine tune because it because it doesn't pose any just fine tune with the yeah, gripper no... and you know right grip and right position of the uh, book on the table rather than right keeping it straight you need to be keeping it 22 degree tilted towards the right hand side so that you can move your left hand easily and the same thing if you're a right handed okay. person we ask you to keep your book tilted at least 45 degrees so that your hand can move you uh, know easily on a paper so uh, if a little fine tuning you can actually you uh, know do that and allow your child to pick oh, up the hand i have seen children who can actually you know they write with left hand for a while and after that they actually write with their you know uh, right hand because the hand is paining and they are you know gifted yeah. and they can definitely do that 
absolutely being ambidextrous is just uh, another uh, it's so easy that you you're never going to get tired <laughs> writing a paper yeah so definitely that is a huge advantage but even being a left-handed person is not really a disadvantage no in fact there's a lot so, of positivity there yes so uh, can you tell me some like you said that it if you're a left-handed person probably your right side of your brain is uh, more developed so um, it can uh, definitely cause uh, some sort of a, a conflict if you try to push your child to use the right hand is that also yeah i have seen a lot of it because uh, what help uh, what happens is the left-handed people are more creative okay their approach towards learning is different and because their other part of the brain is more active so it's not like more developed but it's more active okay so the brain development is right. naturally the same but the activation of that part of your brain which manages the other aspect in terms of your creativity you know artistic ability all these things is very high with left handed people you know than the right handed ones correct so great i think that definitely um, is uh, really insightful when it comes to learning about uh, left handed people and also will probably put a lot of parentities about uh, not having to move their kids to moving the right using the right hand um i again want to ask you a little bit about uh, handwriting speed um um how does writing fast impact your handwriting negatively and uh, what are some of the factors some of the simple steps that parents can uh, do at home uh, to train their children to write fast yet maintaining um, you know good handwriting and neat ability Indeed. and keep it Um, Great! Uh, thank you so much for asking this question. You know what? I I should tell you this. All the teachers, all the parents, always comment on the children' handwriting, saying that okay, you have to improve your handwriting. You'll see remarks on the diary, on your you know yeah. you know uh, you know when you have a parent teachers meeting, and all these things happen. That everybody comments about writing, but nobody tells you what to improve. Everybody says improve your handwriting. You know, work on your handwriting, but what to work, what to improve, nobody mentions about that. and uh, dear parents if you're looking at increasing the speed of the handwriting so that's one of the elements but before you go to the speed of the writing there are other four elements which your child should have in his or her handwriting one is the consistency in the letter formation so this is very important most of the kids don't have a proper blueprint in their mind about writing letters every time i have seen children in the same sentence they will write the same letter differently so every yeah. time you're writing a letter differently that means you're changing your grip you're lifting your hand from the paper so that adds up more stress to your writing that's why kids get tired and even if they know the answer they tend to skip it and get up and you know walk out of the examination hall then second thing is connectivity and now again there is a conflict and some schools say you have to write print style writing where all the letters are independently written some schools propagate cursive writing so i want to support children in picking up whatever style they're comfortable with and bringing in more legibility aspect to that then the third element is where you are able to have defined zones in your writing the letters which are supposed to go up the letters which are supposed to go down and letters which are supposed to remain in the middle zone the spacing also plays a very important role so dear parents if your child can master these four elements the speed will come to you naturally but the challenge is most of the kids and most of the parents are focusing only on the speed part missing out on the four elements so that's why your child is able to write faster but the legibility is actually not been really taken care of that's true actually um really that uh, definitely is going to be something that parents are they don't uh, look into and uh, um like you said very rightly that the most common remark that you read on children's paper is that it's proven in writing but 
nobody really knows what to do and how to improve on it. But I'm hoping that this session will be able to help parents to understand this a little more. Um, what would some of the tips be that you would give to a child who is just starting to write? Um, um, be it uh, the position of uh, while you sit, the distance from the table, the instrument being used. What would you tell their parents? What are the few factors that they should really take into account while learning, how, while you know, teaching them how to write uh, in the initial years? Uh, dear parents, uh, focus on developing your child's hand muscles. That is more important. And the reason most of the kids have pain in the hand, they're not able to write, they're not able to, you know, hold the pen for a longer time or a pencil for a longer time because the muscle development has not taken place. So what are the factors for muscle development not being happening, right? One, it could be, you know, your diet, you know, you're not eating enough nutritious food and you're, uh, you know, you're really not eating enough what is required to have that impact on your muscles. Number two is not doing enough physical activity. Parents, I'm sure you agree with me. When we were growing up, we used to do a lot of activity involves, uh, involving our hand, you know, going outside, playing and things like that. But now children don't have that flexibility or, you know, uh, because of certain restrictions. Yes, but you need to really work on developing the muscles of your child's handwriting, the hand, and then the writing will become really naturally, you know, fine. So that's why I do teach uh, children some hand exercises to build up the hand muscles. And uh, after they mm -hmm. finish doing the hand exercises, because what I do in hand exercises is to stimulate some of the parts of the hand, which is rarely gets stimulated when you're writing. For example, if you're gripping a pen and you're writing, so this is the inner, th you know, the inner palm, which, which is rarely stimulated. So this part is very rarely stimulated, especially this part. So I give exercises to kids to stimulate these parts of the hand so that it develops them, it helps them to develop the hand muscles so writing becomes stress-free. And once they get a hang of it, I tease them hand you know, exercises which are related to fingers. So I have something called as finger flexion exercises. So the idea is when the child keeps the hand on the paper rather than writing with the entire hand, if your child can write with the yeah. fingers, that will have more better writing, mm -hmm. speed will increase, less stress when you're writing. So all these aspects are there. So dear parents, you need a systematic approach. See, handwriting improvement is different than handwriting development. And I want you to get present to that part that your child requires handwriting development as an approach, not an improvement. Okay, so let's get on to doing that. And that's what I do. And I want you to sit with me and allow me to support you in you know, evaluating your own child's handwriting. And you know, let your child be there and you also be there. And let's find out what are the elements because out of the five elements which I discussed, not all children require all five. Maybe your child requires only two. Maybe your child only needs to improve on one of the elements. So let's find out that first and introduce this concept and methodologies to your child and the child will naturally pick it up. That's that's actually really great because yes, there are so many things that go into improving your handwriting. And like you said that maybe they don't need improvement, they just need development. But um, is there a certain age up to which you can um, really work on your handwriting or improve it? Or is it easier to do it, you know, in the first five years or in, or is there a cap on it? That after a certain age, it, you can only do that much. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the earlier the better. Uh, I normally come across uh, parents, either they come too early or they come too late in contact with me. So what do I mean by too late is, you know, they have board exams happening in the next three or four months and they want to fix the handwriting yeah. immediately. Yeah. So that's too late, right? Yeah. And too early is when the child yeah. is still, you know, picking up and getting the, uh, you know, uh, fine motor skills defined. So allow that transition to happen naturally. Let your child grow up, pick up, you know, abilities. And then uh, the best thing is 
to fix all the challenges before the age of seven years because after seven years it becomes challenging to change the grip it becomes very challenging to change many more dimensions of your writing so the earlier the better so dear parents uh, keep a watch on child's writing habit see how much distance they're able to keep so i'm going to you know i really focus on all the ergonomics uh the science behind the distance it's not only about you know sitting and writing there is uh you know because writing is a very very complex activity there's so many multiple bones which comes into action there's so many muscles which are coming into action so once you get an alignment of all these things i think writing becomes easy it is so holistic that even the nutrition that you're uh, if you're not eating nutritious food that also impacts your handwriting in fact we had a chat with a sleep expert a while ago and uh, she also mentioned something very similar she said that if your child is eating well and if they're eating nutritious food if their nutritional habits are take accounted for and if they are good they'll automatically sleep better so it is all holistic when it comes oh. to children that if if one uh, aspect is taken care of the other one just falls into place on its own and you also mentioned that children are not exercising enough which can be a primary factor as to why they're not able to write uh, write uh, that much and they get tired easily and um that is absolutely certain because they probably just don't have the stamina or they don't have the strength in their hands when it comes to writing for long hours um what are um, what are some of the um, exercises that or you know any anything simple that children can do at home or parents can make them do uh, that will help them uh, develop that strength in their fingers and in their hands actually uh, i'd like to demonstrate a couple of exercises and just to add up to my previous question yeah the uh youngest student i had was 84 year old oh. <laughs> okay i'm saying the word youngest <laughs> is because i don't want to say the oldest because uh there's no age gap for learning a skill you know handwriting is a skill it can be picked up it can be mastered any you know time of your life so you know, it's as easy Correct. as, you know, learning to drive, learning to swim. So it's one of the elements of uh, as a skill and you can always pick it up. Yes. Hand exercises, uh, dear parents, as I said, you know, there are many things to do. But to begin with, I want to show you the, the, the simplest of all possible examples, how you can develop your thing. So this is one part of your hand, which is really stimulated when you're writing. So if you can grip it. So when you are actually holding your hand in this position, this should be straight. And this hand also should be straight. So it's not about doing it like this. It should be like this. And you should be going okay. wider. How much wider? As much as your face is. So this is wider. So you need to be going and coming back again. So you're impacting this muzzle. So there's a huge muzzle. Because when you're writing, the first thing which actually comes in contact with your pen and you know the way you're going to hold it is your thumb and the index finger. So if this muzzle development happens, so this is how. So give me a count of 10. So you can show one, two three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and just do a realignment of your hand. I can go for 10 rounds. So this is one of the exercises which I teach because this will really help you to build up the tension and develop the muscle. And the second exercise is, is to do this. We're using the space between the fingers to stimulate. And we are when you're actually impacting, don't just hit on this aspect. When you come and when you're releasing, make sure all the fingers are actually stimulated like this. So you're doing it like that. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And every exercise I do, I ask kids to rub their hands so they bring, bring in more vibrations. 
and their parents do this for you know count of 10 and two sets of each you realize just sitting in one place and doing this you will see that there's a lot of momentum happening in the flow of your blood and this exercise is not only really good That's enough it. for doing hand and uh, developing hand muscles it also brings in a uh, good focusing uh, ability too oh wonderful you also said that uh, children are able to write better if they're able to sit in one place for longer so uh, through these exercises you're saying that it also helps you concentrate more also um, helps you center yourself and be uh, be present in what you're doing truly and i once i understand the science uh, you know the stress is reduced like most of the kids have a habit of bringing both the hands onto the table when they're writing so you know if you're going to keep yes. both the elbows on the table when you're writing that means half of your body weight is managed by your hand and that's why you get stressed out and that's yeah. why you're not able to write better so the right ergonomics is also very important absolutely also i'm sure you talk about posture when it comes to writing because that essentially does impact uh, your handwriting yeah. um as much as anything else would and it, it starts um, with so choosing your right uh, you know a uh, study table and furniture and uh, thanks to the pandemic i see a lot of uh, parents are so good uh, they want to give the best of luxury to their kids they end up buying chairs with uh, the the wheelchairs the you know the chair uh, which has a lot of reclining ability the cushion wala chair and all right. these things is not really required for your child in fact you're doing more bad than being good uh, by adding up all these things your child should learn to have a static chair and there is a science behind choosing a right table you need to have a study table at home dear parents and i insist on you having one because eventually uh, you know your child has to go back to the school to write exams and exam will happen on the table on yeah. the desk and if your child is not used to yeah. sitting on the study table then you know he will not be able to perform better in the class yes absolutely uh, you said that uh, using a static chair is better than using one which is you know which has which is on wheels or which is reclinable Indeed. so um, um also you said that the distance from the table uh, is quite crucial um how much would that distance be and does it vary from uh, for different age groups yeah um, the simple technique is i always give them so don't you don't have to have a measuring tape you don't have to actually get onto too much of numbers it's very very simple the distance between the table and the chair is the distance between this bone okay to the elbow there so when you're sitting so just make sure if your hand is you know in the l shape so when you're sitting just make sure the distance between the table so this should be touching the edge of the table and you should be actually sitting it straight so that's all it requires so maintain the distance you don't need a measuring tape you don't need to have that and make sure the table is touching to the last rib of your child's you know uh, body that's all it requires don't buy a table which is too high too low because mm -hmm. when you're writing it's easy so it's very simple yeah these are actually really simple but i'm sure very effective techniques yes. which can help you write better um thank you imran this has been such a pleasure i'm sure a lot of parents will have many more questions you can get in touch with imran um and he can help you uh, for a consultation you can mail him at connect@imranbeg.com and uh, um we i'm sure that a uh, lot of parents will find this session really insightful and they're going to get in touch with you and uh, we have definitely taken back a lot uh, from this particular session and uh, Thank you once again for doing this. Our pleasure is mine because one of the missions I have is to reach out to as many people as possible. So my mission is to reach out to one million people and support them in understanding the power of their handwriting and support them in forging 
the future by using the power of the pen. So thank you so much for you know having me here and supporting me in my mission to make sure I reach out and communicate and educate about the writing to as many kids and to parents and individuals as many I, I can. So this platform, I'm sure all the moms out there, thank you so much for you know uh, patiently listening to us. And it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Neha, for having me. Thank you.